Welcome to Regeneration Studio. I'm Katerina and this is another journey into creative business ideas and how they transform individuals and communities. There is a circus stunt called the Globe of Death. It is a mesh sphere in which stunt riders ride motorcycles in vertical and horizontal loops at an insane speed. Our high-paced society is rather like a globe of death. We ride madly trying to stay ahead and avoid crashing for as long as possible in our own race to success. We are driven by an emotion called stress. But what if there is a device that can take us out of the globe of death for a couple of minutes into a calm space until we find ourselves perhaps in a lifestyle where we are no longer trapped in that globe at all. My guest in this episode is tech and well-being expert Anna Goodmanson, who co-founded Sensate, a recent invention combining scientific research about how the human body fights stress and anxiety with technology to give a solution to what appears to be an unsolvable problem. But before we join Anna on her journey to understand and solve some of the most critical well-being issues in society, a quick reminder to hit the subscribe button to our podcast and YouTube channel. Dive into the stories of the most innovative business ideas and artistic vibrancy around. We'd like to bring you the most relevant stories, so drop us a line, let us know what you think and what you'd like to see in the future from us. Okay. Here goes. S-T-R-E-S-S. Stress. Someone trying to repair every situation solo. Stress is one of the most frustrating well-being issues of our time. I came across this quote as I looked into the why of this problem. Why are we so stressed and how can we be less stressed? Especially in a year like 2020, And as someone who often finds myself overworked, overfatigued, and therefore overwhelmed, I was delighted when I came across this beautiful, beautiful pebble-like device called Sensate. It uses technology to provide on-the-spot relaxation in as little as 10 minutes, lowering stress, reducing anxiety, and improving focus. We no longer have to fight it solo. Now, I was even more delighted when the CEO and co-founder of this well-being innovation, Anna Goodmanson, agreed to join me in studio today to talk about stress, how Sensei works, and, well, just well-being in general. Welcome to the show, Anna. Thank you. It's great to be here. To give our listeners an idea of who you are, imagine there is a film soon to be released, and this can be one of those sci-fi films, if you like, called Sensate. Can you briefly introduce yourself in the style of a film trailer? <laughs> yes, thank you. I'm glad you warned about this question. I have a little film trailer for you. So let me get into my film uh, trailer mode. Sensate. When we thought the trajectory of the growing stress epidemic couldn't get any worse, the world found itself facing an an indiscriminate enemy making things infinitely harder. 
Our story starts years ago when founder Stefan Schmelik realized his patients had less and less attention span and patients to meditate or help themselves. People were increasingly trapped in anxiety and trauma. The double-edged sword? Technology. Could one of the culprits in our always-on, digitally addicted lifestyle be made to work for good? Five years in development, a shortcut to bypass the monkey mind and target the primal stress response was born. Sensate was created to reach far beyond expensive clinics and into the homes, offices and lives of people everywhere, empowering them to find the peace and calm to live beyond pain and fear. The small scrappy team looked right into the face of a new epidemic that threatens mental well-being in unprecedented ways and bravely launched the product during what was the most challenging time, but the right time when people needed it the most. Oh, that was so, so good. Like even just the look, it, it fits it because the look of it is like very sci-fi and yeah. It is combining well-being and technology indeed. Part one, health, wellness, well-being. The 20th century has shaped our lives as a race to be run. We're running it in the 21st century and we're running it incredibly hard. How you run that race, your speed, your effort, your determination, your resilience determines whether you lose or whether you win. So we talk about running the good race and refer to the pace of the corporate world as the rat race. We talk about time is money and the race against time. Now I thought to put everything into context, I would like to know what is your experience of this rat race? Yeah, that's a very good question. Um, I think about this a lot, actually. I think we have created a bit of a crazy life equation for ourselves. And that equation doesn't add up for so many people. You know, in the UK, the average salary is about 30 grand. And obviously, some people make a lot more than that. So most people make less than, than 30 grand. In US, it's, it's, it's similar um, and also very unevenly um, distributed. So for so many people as well, this has been exacerbated by the current situation. So that is you know, not having enough pay, not living near work, affording childcare and all of that. So with the current situation, for example, one of these majority <laughs> low-income families with let's say two kids they might not have extra rooms or space for home offices or um, might not even have jobs that they can do from home and also things that I think when we're talking about the rat race in the, in the context of, of corporate we, we don't really think about but like for that family they might have no computer at home or just one computer and now they're trying to do homeschooling and they got two kids and so this life equation that doesn't add up for such a lot of people, I think that is the real rat race. So not enough money, not enough time, and also importantly, no actual trajectory to improvement in these areas. So mm -hmm. if you then add any health issue on top of that or mm -hmm. any other crisis or difficult life event, it becomes overwhelming. We looked at a study from, uh, from the UK uh, 2018 and that shows that 74% of people say they felt so stressed that they were unable to cope. And this is obviously before the pandemic and it's similar in the, in the US. And, and during the first half of this year, things like the suicide hotline yeah. calls have skyrocketed. So I think we're really now 
kind of for, for a lot of people moved from rat race to to unmanageable and we're starting to talk yes. about you know a real mental health crisis and so I, I on this point I think there's something like that what I said I, I think about this quite a lot we think of this way of living as if it was a fundamental law of physics but it's not we are just humans creating systems for ourselves so if the way we're living, if our systems are not making us happy, then we need to change these structures. Now, we need to help people to get out of the paralyzing stress states that come with anxiety and overwhelm in order to make change in society. And that's our mission. That's where Sensic fits in and offers, I guess, revolutionary solutions to, to stress and anxiety. Okay, so just to take it a step back to something you said, do you think that maybe what's happened this year is kind of highlighting what we've created for ourselves? Absolutely. It's highlighting and exacerbating because if people were just about managing the way they were living, there was no extra margin for, for, for then added complexities, maybe one person in the household losing their job, you know, having to homeschool when you don't have capacity. So I think it has exacerbated and highlighted the, the, the these issues, yeah. Okay. And then just from your own personal experience, do you find that you're actually in this race yourself and you're kind of like trying to manage it or trying to change things about or what mm -hmm. do you say? Absolutely. I mean, I have near burnt out twice in my career. So uh, very much so. I've lived in several big cities and, you know, worked in the tech sector, which is uh, my whole career, which is, you know, quite high stress. And so it is um, an internal and personal mission, as well as uh, as an external. And I think at this point in my life, I'm at least very aware of these things. And because of the company that we're now building and the fact that I am the CEO, I'm also working really, really hard to create a different uh, type of culture. It's, it's hard, especially when you're a startup because startup is already almost a mission impossible. Um, so, uh, but we're trying to balance that and we're, we're making a, a real effort to make sure that everyone working in the company also is well on all levels. Yeah. Awesome. As a consequence this, of this race, we always talk about well, burnout, depression, stress, and other well-being issues. And that is, as you explained, where Sensate fits in and offers, well, a revolutionary solution to stress in particular. So given that well-being encapsulates the threads that connect our emotional, mental, and physical health, what was your earliest encounter with well-being? How did this shape the vision you had for your life? Hmm. I... I think I've been very reasonably lucky with my parents having fairly healthy behaviors. Uh, so both of them have actually lived their passions. So they, their jobs have been what they love, uh, which is uh, you know, what they do to make a living. Uh, despite that, I've certainly learned many unhealthy behaviors and thoughts as part of growing up. I think body image for women is a very toxic topic that comes in now, you know, even before the teenage for, for a lot of girls. Um, also, the workplace in my industry is, has rarely been a place where you bring all of yourself or even, as I said, learn very healthy interactions. And as I said, this is something that we're really working on in the company. We really want everyone... Uh, to grow as a person as well as professionally. So this 
doesn't mean that we just try to be nice, but really actually have the challenging conversation. It requires more effort and, and to be more vulnerable and be more out of your comfort zone. But in terms of my early encounters with well-being that shaped me, I benefited a lot from my mother being healthy in a positive way. So no diets or body complexes, but much more that movement and exercise and even dance is something that you do because it's good for you. Mm -hmm. I only started meditating in my 30s and that has definitely been life-changing and since my I guess late 20s I've developed a bunch of different tools that are worth more than anything I ever learned in school absolutely fundamental and and helpful so but that includes breathing techniques for both up and down regulation, um, different types of meditation, movement practices, I really love five rhythms and also things like arming and chanting and that's actually oh, right. very related yeah to to to, okay. to sensate you know in yoga we do the om and yeah and the reason we do that we're supposed to get the if you do it properly you get the vibration down into your chest and if mm -hmm. you do that for longer periods of time it asks actually you do that to improve the vagal nerve tone this is the same science that is behind the sensate um so oh that's that's fascinating because i didn't know that like to be honest my approach to yoga is probably wrong because I do it like I've got 20 minutes and then I skip the breathing part of it. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, and some my... yoga is better than none, <laughs> but the breathing yeah. is, is really powerful. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. So before your collaboration with co-founder Stefan Schmelik of BioSelf Technology on the concept of Sensate, you mm -hmm. were involved in a few other organizations and I believe this was not only to do with well-being and some of them just technology companies. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. So what m motivated your early career choices? Yeah, so my uh, my strongest subjects at school really were on one side maths and physics and on the other side music and art. Mm -hmm. And um, through various choices and influences, I, I chose to go down the technology route. And I was actually always... Are very interested in this field. I, as a young teenager, I bought the first computer to the to, to, to the family, mm -hmm. and then I went on to study at university maths and computer science, but also UX and business. In, Where in did the you 90s. grow up? Um, in oh, oh right, well, so I grew up. Um, I went to school in Sweden. I was born in Sweden. Okay. Uh, lived a little bit in Africa as a child, and then back in Sweden. Then I've also lived in France and Spain and in the UK for the last fifteen years. Um, mm -hmm. Also spent some time in. Germany and US sort of extended periods. So, <laughs> okay, so all over. Yeah, bit all over. Yeah, yeah. So I ended up with master's degree in information technology engineering. And as you mm -hmm. pointed out, I've only, only ever worked in, in technology. Um, and then Stefan approached me in 2017. And I had already been CEO of a company that combined wearable technology with, um, with services in, in the corporate wellbeing space. And I was really intrigued but also I had a, already a conviction based on my outside of work <laughs> studies about mm -hmm. the type of therapy that that Stefan was working on so, so uh, can you that, elaborate on that perhaps yeah so so he was he was researching um and and trying to develop a, a product around the infrasonic therapy so he's the founder of a new medicine group well-known biggest integrated medicine group in the UK Harley Street based and he found that the infrasonic therapy was something that that worked really well for people and and also it found that increasingly people weren't able to sit down and meditate so distraction lifestyle uh, what have you and so 
he needed to, and he was also frustrated that he was just able to, to treat affluent people that came into the clinic. So he was working on, mm. is it possible to take this quite really, really expensive kit that people have to come into clinic to get the therapy and actually make it something that you can sell to millions of people um, to get the therapy out there. And that was what he was working on. I am uh, completely separate to, to my <laughs> to my career, also a certified breathwork practitioner. And I've always been very interested in improving my performance, improving my health and so on, and, and learned quite a bit through my graduation as a certified alchemy breathwork practitioner about the nervous system and the vagus nerve. And also knowing that traditional uh, practices that you know now are starting to be proven with science started show that th this type of therapy should 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 work so um i was i was very convinced about what he was doing and also i mean it's even bigger picture everything is is vibration and this is not mechanical vibration this is sonic vibration and that's kind of what the universe is made up of more or less yeah. so that was what really intrigued me and then um i i started as an advisor and then uh, went on to contract with the company and then took a board director role then went on to raise money and, and then uh, joined as co-founder and CEO. Okay, that's fascinating. So the idea of Sensei didn't actually cross your mind first in that sense. So it was Stefan's idea that he brought to you and then you kind of developed it together. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I knew of the science, but the combination had not crossed my mind because it's not something that I directly worked with. What I brought was, which Stefan didn't have was, all my experience with technology. So I was the person who had been wearable technology CEO, uh, raised money from VCs, all of that. So we really are a very complimentary fit. Absolutely love working with Stefan, but yeah, this, the, the uh, idea to the sensate, absolutely, that was that, that came through Stefan. Okay. Part two, the well-being tech revolution. Our awareness of mental and emotional health issues has drastically increased over the last couple of years. One of the most talked about issues is of course stress, as we've touched on, and the devastating long-term consequences of consistently high stress levels. We are also cultivating a deeper understanding of the connection of these issues to our physical health and how the one can adversely affect the other. So it's not just about experiencing stress, it's actually something that can later on play out in our physical health and affect us negatively. Sensate is described as a way to tone your vagus nerve. Now, a lot of people might not actually know what the vagus nerve is. Mm -hmm. So can you perhaps explain how this nerve is related to stress and then how the device can hone in on our stress levels and then have some physical health benefits too. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yes, no, everyone should be very fascinated about the vagus nerve and it's very prominent in Eastern medicine and it's almost as important to, to, to our well-being or our existence, you know, the skeleton, it's really fundamental. Mm -hmm. So the vagus nerve is the longest nerve in the body and it connects the brain with the heart and the gut. So there is a physical connection with the brain, heart and gut, as well as other organs. The health of the vagus nerve is critical to well-being and longevity. And what's important to understand it is the nerve that regulates the stress response. So that's the fight, flight, or freeze. So if you think about it, like we 
try to meditate, which is fantastic. It, we really promote meditation. The issue we see is that a lot of people with a lot of anxiety just don't do it, whereas they do use the sensate. So okay. Stefan and I have, are completely aligned, and that's actually really fundamental to our beliefs. That the, the stress-reducing practice that is the best is the one you do. So we're not saying this is better than meditating for hours or better than chanting for hours, but it is helping a lot of people that struggle to get a regular uh, meditation practice. Uh, but that's a side note. Yeah, so that's, that's the vagus nerve. And, it, you know, it is very magic. It has a lot of different, uh, it also gives you butterfly in the tummy and, 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 and things like that. But it, the, for, for our purposes, it is important because it regulates this, the, the fight, fight, freeze. And a better vagal nerve tone, which you mentioned, uh, means better stress resilience. So that that is sort of a, a relation just on the on, on the biological level, I guess. So yes. we're using unique technology and the sensate office non so it's non-invasive method and it's designed to stimulate the vagus nerve and improve vagal nerve tone. And and stimulating the vagus nerve that is that that we know lower stress levels. Uh, but it's notoriously difficult to to consciously control this nerve or control the stress uh, fight flight freeze without for example years of meditation or yoga mm -hmm. practices and things like that so uh, with the sensate that what we love is that we can offer you this accessible non-invasive way to to do that and and to achieve similar type of benefits that are often associated with intense commitment to to ongoing practices and so how it works <laughs> it's um, yes. it's a yeah, pebbles uh, looking device you place it uh, on your sternum you put on your headphones you choose a session in an app and you lie down or you recline and you start your session and the sessions vary between uh, 10 and 30 minutes Okay, so you can choose depending on how much time you you have. Does yeah. th does it does it matter? Like, say you've got ten minutes, is it not as an intense effect as if you would do thirty minutes? Yeah, I think uh, you know because relaxation is gradual, and um, and what we've seen uh, with testing in clinic is that under 10 minutes, we actually don't get any significant improvement. That's why the minimum length is 10 minutes. And then uh, there are both different uh, types of sessions and, and, and different, different lengths. But yes, of course, if you, um, for example, if you struggle to sleep, uh, it's useful to do a 30-minute session oh, before right. sleeping. And it's very effective, right. we've found, uh, with, with, with sleep. Oh, great. Okay. So, so it can help people who struggle to kind of fall asleep or just have so much on their mind that they just can't um, get into that zone. But, that is a more common yeah. use case than we expected, okay. yes. All right. Mm. Just from my own point of view, because I've been in two careers that are also considered fairly high stress careers. And the one is teaching and the other one is just like kind of working in mm. the hospitality industry. Now, do mm. you find that people in different professions tend to gravitate towards this device more? And would you recommend it as a way to sign kind of like in the middle of, say, your workday, you can take a 10 minute breather just with this device to calm down and get your mind focused. Absolutely. Um, we have a few different groups. We have some people actually that have conditions that they already know are directly related to vagus nerve. So they buy the device and have possibly sometimes the most tangible outcome because if you have a specific condition and then you don't have it, obviously that, that that's major. So I use it 
both throughout the day. And so because I tend to have you know, 11 meetings a day and try to get stuff done between very short breaks. And so to get mm -hmm. as much, to get into green recharge zone very, very quickly, even if I sit down and meditate, my mind will be spinning. So it will take quite some time until I settle. So to do a 10 or 20 minute session in the middle of the day, I would then do it sitting because I don't want to uh, fall asleep. So I'll do it sitting and reclining and, and do a session. It's, it's very, very effective. And um, so we have people who use it because they have panic attacks or serious anxiety to help them cope. We also have people that use it on a regular basis just to improve their resiliency. So they don't actually have any symptoms. They just do it because they know or they understand the longer term benefits. And, um, and then, as I said, you know, we have a lot of people that use it for, for problems with, with sleep. Okay. This is really, really incredible. I love it. There have been many other suggested ways, of course, to manage stress, mostly with regard to lifestyle practices. And you've touched on meditation and there's also journaling, mm -hmm. advising people to pay attention to their work-life balance, staying active, eating healthily, all that kind of thing. So mm -hmm. since it is a completely new invention, if you like, as an entrepreneur, you might have faced more challenges introducing such a novel concept for mm -hmm. which you have no existing examples. It's not like you could have told um, somebody, well, you can look at this, mm -hmm, this is mm -hmm. color, this is how it works. So what were the early stages of developing the product and the look of it? Because I think that's great. The simplicity, yeah. but it's also like really beautiful. Um, mm -hmm. and setting mm, up the you. company. Yeah, yeah. So the very early days, uh, you know, go back very much, you know, from, from Stefan's mind. Um, and Stefan was a, a meditator since a very young age. But in his profession, he's got decades of experience working with trauma and other conditions, as I mentioned. Yeah. And so he was, you know, looking for a way to distill a lifetime expertise into a product that could reach far beyond the limits of his clinic yeah. and, and help people around the world break limiting patterns of fear, mm -hmm. <clears throat> anxiety and, yeah. and, and ill health. So he um, uh, funded some of the um, early research uh, experience, yeah. did a lot um, in his clinic and like experimented with this very effective infrasonic treatments you know and he wanted to get that that out and, and and work out how could he get the same results from a smaller device than that's as, as the big kit yeah. so, so those were like really the early days it's kind of stefan in his in his clinic yeah. he was still working there and 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 then and, and doing that and so then a few passionate early investors uh, came in to support and and also a guy called jacob skinner who's a wearable technology expert helped on the technology side and with which i mentioned you know not um Stefan's exact background um and we're still working with tech as well today so there's been tons of r d and and testing that has has gone into where we are today and, and the product that you know is now available online and and in terms of the uh, of the design you know it's it's what is amazing here is like we're working with something that is as nature it's not nature but it is as nature and mm -hmm. and also the the, the cat purring <laughs> A cat purr is actually very healing for the cat, but also for, for other people. So this is like, you know, humans don't have their own purr, but you can buy a sunset. So it is something that is very natural to the body. Um, and as I said, also chanting and getting a vibration into your chest. Uh, but so it's it's not nature, but it is as nature. So this, this is a technology product that looks a little bit like a pebble, but it's not meant to look like completely like a pebble. But you see what I mean? So it's yeah, yeah. where it's just like, you know, working with nature and, and using technology to, to, to bring that in, a, in an effective way. Great. 
did you have to find additional financing for Sensate and how did you go about doing that eventually mm. to get the product designed, to get it out there? I can imagine there's quite a lot that goes into that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> very good question. And that, you know, that's very much been the focus also when I started, um, you know, working more with the business. So I brought a lot of focus onto, onto the funding and, um, because I'm from the tech industry and fundraising was not new to me. So that was something that I could, uh, you know, could really bring in as well. And I have been on a mission to get the company funded. And that has been a lot of work. We are not a cookie cut business, as you said. It's it's not, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's new, it's it's pioneering, it's combined hardware and software. So uh, so it's, it's, it's not the, your most standard investment. It also... Um, we're not the the you know as founders we're we're not the Bay Area family and and mm-hmm. and then I was sort of in the middle of the fundraise also when when the pandemic happened so we oh, that really? that didn't make okay. things any easier but the the larger amounts and the more recent funding has come from um, three U.S. based funds that we're super excited to have on board and so we're. We've, we've closed the, the last round now, which is which is great. And so I guess, uh, to answer your question, I, I really raise money uh, for the company much more as a tech company than as a well-being company. Mm-hmm. And I, I do think that that was the right approach. But more than anything, it's, it's what I know and the industry I come from. Okay, yes, that's fascinating because obviously you had the the challenge of of it being something combining well-being and technology and not just pure technology. I was just wondering... If any of your investors ever said no, if you ever had that battle, because I've heard of loads of other entrepreneurs who had these ideas and they actually struggled. And if Mm. you have any advice for people who encounter the no. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've spoken to hundreds of investors and you really need to get used to no knows <laughs> me you know it doesn't it doesn't mean there's something wrong with your product you're looking for a match and i have actually really enjoyed fundraising meeting some interesting people but it is a two-way conversation so you you want to have people involved and in backing you that um, you know understand and care about the product and so yes tons and tons of no's and yeah I think it's very important not to internalize and and take those personally or or get uh, loose loose confidence it, it really is part of part of the journey and part of the process yeah so getting the right match with your investor is equally important as absolutely um so what has been the feedback from both perhaps the people involved in the company itself, so the investors, but also the customers so far? Mm. Um, it's been absolutely fantastic feedback. And that mm. was one of the things that was mind-blowing for me when I when I started, even with the very early um, users, the first uh, first sort of prototype, first, first uh, devices, um, and also from the ones that we just, the first 1,000 that we sold online was the sheer percentage of people who would write in, find a way to contact the company and write in and said how it how it was helping them and, and change their life. So I've worked a lot in product as well and had, uh, you know, VP product type roles and, in, and CPO roles and, and, you know, to the spontaneous reviews are, are sort of the gold dust of all reviews and, and mm-hmm. that was just beautiful to see. So, uh, you know, it's... Um, 
people people have told us it's their coping mechanism that also that it's a safe alternative to battle stress anxiety and migraines i mean it's it's this that you know it's avoiding yeah right it's 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 healthy there are no adverse effects but it's been it's been beautiful to get get all the positive feedback okay and then i forgot to mention i read about the the music that you use or soundscape and mm-hmm. can you maybe just give listeners an idea of what this is like is it that typical yoga meditation kind of music or is it something unique to sensate yeah it's absolutely unique to sensate so it's a, it's a soundscape and and one of the things that was important as well to make sure that going back to the very very important point the stress regulating practice that's the best is the one that you do so it had to be pleasant so we are toning and using vibrational frequencies but it needs to be pleasant to listen to so we're also working with a composer so we are combining um, using specific frequencies and also what comes through the hearable sound the those channels um, as well as through the infrasonic subaudible on the sternum are in harmony so uh, that we know also the, the body uh, likes and it's uh, it's so it's a, some of the hearable is is relaxing but it comes as music which is which is then pleasant to listen to so it's it's one piece what comes through the ear and and the infrasonic therapy i'll admit i haven't actually used this device yet but i would really really like to try it because what you you're explaining is something that is well revolution it's completely new and as it goes with technology, we're always waiting for the bigger, better device. And as Sensei, it is a device. How does this apply to you? Mm, uh, bigger and better. Well, so for in our case, it's probably smaller and better um, yeah, because yeah. Sensei is actually a breakthrough in miniaturizing the okay. in-clinic therapy. So, um, so that that's the kind of first thing. But. Um, but yeah, new models and new uh, models are focused on improving the therapeutic element and capabilities and sophistication of mm-hmm. that resonance engine that is in the device. Um, and we're also working on expanding that landscape, uh, soundscape library and exploring more the IP and sound composition. Um, and that is you know, part of the sort of secret source of how, how Sensei's works. Okay. Part three. Let's solve stress. Now we've been talking a lot about stress and how it can have a negative impact on our well-being. However, we do need a measure of it in our lives. Your motto is let's solve stress. Why, first of all, is stress actually potentially beneficial and when does it become harmful according to you? Yeah, very important thing. Um, stress is, you know, we use it very often in, in just a negative context, but a, an amount of stress is actually essential to initiate action and to drive us to action. And I think that's really where there is this line between, you know, when it's harmful and when it's beneficial. So if it drives us to take action, then that can be really positive and sometimes needed, whether if it's paralyzing and feeling overwhelmed, it has the opposite effect and and, and that can be very negative. Even just on a physical level, as I said, you know, been working a lot with, with breath, there is actually a difference in being activated and having a more rapid breath, but it still goes into the belly. 
So it's strengthening you versus just becoming very shallow. Um, and you can, you can see that on a person. And that's the difference between sort of just being activated or, or being, you know, going into negative, negative stress. Then there is the, which is very relevant right now, it's the ongoing levels of, of low anxiety. That is also really, really negative. So for example, if we get slightly anxious every day because we are worried about things, the things we see on TV, uh, concerned about our jobs, etc. That is not really what the nervous system is built for. So, you know, we're used to having danger and then going into safety. Uh, but this kind of ongoing low levels of, of, of anxiety is, is very negative and actually has a negative impact on the immune system. Is it when we're too relaxed the whole time or is it... What do you mean no. by low level of anxiety? Well, so that there is, it's not, it's not, it's not, you know, I'm talking about this ongoing anxiety that is oh, in zero. Yeah. yeah. So it's, okay, it's, it's yeah. not high anxiety. It's not, no. you know, I think I'm going to die. It is this anxiety that is kind of in the background and you're not paying too much attention to it oh, because it's not right. in the forefront. You don't think you're mm -hmm. going to be eaten by a lion, mm -hmm. but it is this ongoing worries about finance, worries about your country, worries, those kind of things. That is, uh, and the fact that you, you have that baseline of anxiety that doesn't go to zero means that you don't really go into recharge. And, and that is what over time mm -hmm. has a very negative impact on your, or, on your immune system as well. Uh, people have different stress tolerances. So, mm -hmm. you know, something that might be overwhelming for one person is totally manageable for another person but that's why resiliency is really the key attribute you know that we need to work on and and improve okay so how should we use sensate in conjunction with lifestyle changes to strike a balance between the two so just mm. kind of having that stress that's beneficial but not mm. having the ongoing anxiety that's not beneficial that's harmful mm, 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 mm. yeah no great question there is you can absolutely combine a sensate in conjunction with other lifestyle changes so we take sleep as an example it's obviously great to to use it uh before you sleep i have i don't have any problems falling asleep i use it going to bed before sleep because it improves my sleep quality but there you know as I mentioned a bunch of of, of different use cases and if you want to improve your sleep, it's also from a lifestyle perspective, obviously useful to, uh, you know, not be on your screen until right before you go to bed and not have alcohol late at night and things like that. So, but there is, there's no adverse effects of, of from the synthate and you can absolutely use it together with other practices. Some very experienced meditators actually use it with meditation or on top of meditation. But one of the great things about synthate is that you don't actually need to do anything and you don't have to have any training you just switch it on lay down start a session and it does its thing <laughs> okay and then for someone who has never used the device so say they they've listened to this episode or they come across you on the on the internet and they buy the device what should they expect should they expect using it mm -hmm. and then they're everything's solved everything's great or <laughs> Of course, of course. Well, it's uh, we we really think about it as as a non-linear journey. I think one thing as well is that people are often focusing on what isn't right. So if they were had a, a stress level of 
10 before and a stress level of, of six after, it's important as well to notice that, uh, you know, the, the, the positive improvement. But um, as I said, you, you, you place it on your sternum um, and uh, just what to expect when, it, when it's power on, it produces subaudible engineered tone and those are felt rather than heard. It provides a kind of pleasant sensation and it's designed to stimulate the all-important uh, vagus nerve. So in terms of after or from, from the usage, it is very different and it depends on what state you're in when you start. And that is down to um, also, as I said, if you're already in, in good shape, you can actually feel slightly euphoric from, from using it, Whether whereas if, if it's uh, from having a panic attack to not having a panic attack that that's quite binary but on, on a different on a different level yeah we had we had recently had a customer that wrote, wrote to us and, and he was concerned because every time he tried to use the sensitive fell asleep this is obviously a very oh. desired outcome for a lot of people and probably meant that he needed oh. more sleep so so it yeah. is it it's different yeah Okay, so you have to think of when you perhaps use it. It's it's like you mentioned, um, not well in, during the day, not lying down while you use it. Mm -hmm. You might might mm -hmm. fall asleep. Exactly. So most of us are familiar with well-being apps, the ones that track your fitness progress or your diet, nutritional intake, the ones that do help you sleep and meditate and all of that, and also some wearable tech that I think like the Fitbit that might be considered wearable tech. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not an expert in this. But I think the thing with Sensate is it does take it one step further. It's more than just an app because some people would say, well, I can just use that. So given the development of and response to Sensate so far, what is the potential in general of combining well-being and technology? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely... Right. Well, so wearable typically means that you wear it all the time. We're being strictly technical. This is a device because you use it when you run a session. Um, okay. You do a session, you don't have to wear it all the time. But, you know, mm -hmm. for sure, we, we fall into wearables category uh, as okay. well quite frequently. And, and, you know, one of the reasons that I chose to do this with my life <laughs> is, uh, you know, I have been working in the app space and I have really seen how it's a small percentage of users that will create the habits and you know work with ux and and uh, habit creation as part of your product work with apps and all of that and and so it's a small percentage that also gains the, the benefits from it and it, and it's been sort of frustrating to me and and uh, like this is where i see such a big difference uh, with the sensei because it it's a real therapy it doesn't ask you it doesn't just say you're stressed you should do something it actually helps you with it so, so that yeah. that it's such a such a big difference and you know I love a lot of the <laughs> uh, the apps you know I don't know how many people have recommended Headspace to to learn to meditate and so on so uh, you know we absolutely love the industry um, and and you know we're uh, we're helping people who are really struggling with meditation um, so it's um, mm -hmm. you know everything has has its place but in terms of um, the, the sort of bigger picture I think that we're at a unique inflection point where the exponential power of technology sort of can intersect with a whole new paradigm of health and well-being. So I, I certainly see that we are finally or really waking up to the very integrated nature of health and understanding that disease never happens out of the blue. And, you know, we're really shifting a focus from just... Um, disease management to 
you know, preventative. So that, that transition is important, but we're also learning so much in the health and biotech and all of those fields. And then another thing that I think is really um, exciting is that there's a lot of ancient knowledge and practices that are now starting to be proven or being proven by science. So that includes meditation and breath work where there's quite a lot of evidence. And we're really cutting edge science with, with, with Sunstate. And, and for me, it all makes sense, as I said, you know, the universe is made up of vibration and we yeah. definitely respond to it. So I'm very excited about all these cutting edge sciences together with, you know, just the state that technology is in right now, which is, which is really, really powerful. I'm excited about yeah. the, the coming years. Yeah. Yes, me too. And then also just because it's going to possibly help us feel better, live better lives and just improve our general states. Yes, make better decisions and create a better world as well. That's that's yes. very important and outcome. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me today, Anna. Before we go, I have a few quick questions so that listeners can get to know you a little bit better. What is the most recent film or series you watched, a podcast you listened to or book you read? Mm. So um, I did watch uh, The Social Dilemma on Netflix. Um, oh, I think yes, it's I was going very... to watch it the other night. <laughs> yeah, a lot of, a lot of people watch it. Yeah. yeah, no, I think it's a very relevant film or mm. documentary. It's, uh, you know, it's made for a wider audience versus a, a geeky documentary about actual mm. algorithms, right? So mm. I think it's important that you are able to tell a story to non-techies to understand how this works because we really, really need to wake up about the impact that social media is having on individuals as well as society. Yeah. It's Definitely. major. Definitely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And podcasts, I listen to lots of podcasts, you okay. know. Uh, so uh, I, I struggle sometimes to find time to, to read and so on, but podcasts are on, you know, driving, cooking, whatever. Um, yeah. And uh, I think I've listened to almost every episode of Insights at the Edge with Tammy Simons since 2007. And yes, I started listening okay. to podcasts in 2007. Um, it's really opened a whole new world to me. Another um, podcast I like is Exponential View with the Zima Zar. Um, okay. And then book. Yeah. Well, okay, so it's, it's, it really is about anyone in the field of personal development or psychology or even healing. So some are very left field and some very structured. And, and, uh, it, it's, but it really widens mm -hmm. your mind. And that's what I like. And similarly, Exponential View is really cutting edge, exponential technologies, but also like the, the bigger picture around those and very uh, amazing thought leaders that Azim Azar has got on his, his podcast. And the okay. book, I was, I actually just read White Fragility, which, um, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's been interesting to follow the controversy uh, about this book. I find that really interesting. And I mentioned this because this is one point I think is really important in this whole debate, which is, we shouldn't read books to agree on every single word. That is just crazy. We, sh we should read books to learn, to expand our minds and to see things from a different perspective. And so like, the, the, it's, not, it's not even an argument for me that you don't agree with points. That's a reason to read it, you know? And um, I would say that every white person has something to learn from this book and we don't need to agree with everything. Yeah, we, and we need to uh, engage and be able to engage in conversations, topics that are uncomfortable uh, yes. without, you know, having to, to agree with everything. So that, yeah, that was just a book I thought I'd mention. Fascinating. What important truth do very few people agree with you on? Hmm. 
I think one sad truth that far too many people believe in is that, and it slightly relates to what we just spoke about, mm -hmm. if you feel uncomfortable or confused or scared, then something is wrong. And the truth I believe in is that we're, we're, we need to grow. We're here to grow. And in order to grow, we need to be outside our comfort zone. So if we think something is wrong, then we just tend to retreat back into our comfort zone and we don't learn, we don't grow, and we also miss out on a lot of fun. So I think we need to really learn to use our intuition to distinguish when something is bad or wrong versus when something just feels scary and uncomfortable because we're stretching and growing. Okay, it just relates to something I've heard recently, a very, very good uh, little exercise. It's when the importance of that little voice in your head Because someone recently told me that whenever they don't listen to that voice, that intuition, it all goes to pieces. But when they do listen to the voice, it normally turns out okay. So maybe relates to that. Yes. And the distinction yeah. is we have little voices and we have to learn what is the little saboteur and what is the intuition. So intuition actually feels different in your body and we don't really train Because the intuition is, is like evolved for millions of years of evolution. And, and it's, it's different to, to the monkey mind. And so when we are doing something that's a little bit scary for us, we're presenting something in front of other people, that is not actual danger. And so that is that, that at that point, you shouldn't listen to it. You should say, no, I want to grow. I want to stretch myself. I'm going to ground myself with breathing. I'm going to do this presentation. And even if it doesn't go well, look, I still survive. So it's, it's, distinguishing the negative voice that tells us that we shouldn't be doing things and stay in our comfort zone with what's intuition where actually I feel something is wrong here. And, and, and that is, that is a very important distinction that I think we need to learn more about. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And then can you tell us about the biggest challenge you have overcome in your life? <laughs> and this can be personal or professional. Yeah. Uh, well, life itself. Um, I, um, I, I don't know that I have a specific single thing to point to. I'm sure, you know, my, my parents separating when I was little was probably quite traumatic. And, and I've certainly had a lot of challenges uh, throughout my adult life. But the good thing is that we, I, we, I know <laughs> we can overcome things. We can heal. We can resolve uh, even things from, from, from many years ago. And I, I take personally take a very active approach to overcoming challenges. So rather than suppressing emotions and hoping that they will go over time, I know that those emotions get stored in my nervous system. So it's better to get rid of them and you feel a lot better for it too. So mm -hmm. it, it's the kind of waiting and having two marshmallows later type approach. And, and, um, and I think that's yeah. a, <laughs> important for that. Okay. And then what is the next country you're going to visit? I, even if it's not like set in stone, but which country <laughs> would you like to visit next? Let me put it that way. Right. Well, obviously right now is not the right time to travel, but it's certainly yes. something that I really love doing. Um, it's hard to pick a place. I think as a continent, Africa is, is absolutely amazing. It's so diverse, mm -hmm. really, really special, um, especially central parts of Africa. It's kind of a feeling that is very hard to explain. Um, if I was to pick a next destination, I might go, I'd love to be near the sea or the ocean. I love skiing. 
Um, I also, you know, we're just coming out of summer. Uh, summer in Europe is including the UK, so it's also mm -hmm. just beautiful. Central Asia, um, I haven't traveled much in, so that might might be a future destination when when we can travel again. Okay. And then just to finish up, what advice would you give to someone wishing to enter a career in either well-being or technology or both, combining them? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Great. Um, yeah, I think it's uh, literally the best time ever to uh, to join either of those industries. Uh, I think in the tech industry, it's very important questions around ethics and diversity and impact. They're just starting to become important topics now, and uh, you mm. know, <laughs> better late than, than never. But that's just social I think dilemma. Is, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that is, uh, you know, it's like improving the industry and making it a lot more interesting and also, you know, widens uh, opportunities for people. And also that's on the well-being health side that finally prevention is becoming absolutely obvious and, uh, you know, more investment is going into alternative and preventative health as well, which is fantastic to see. Um, the tech industry needs people, um, more diverse backgrounds. Um, tech, for sure, tech companies need to make an effort to address their monocultures, absolutely, 100%. Yeah. And but people outside of those stereotypes also need to then reach out. So there, there are so many trainings and guidance online. There's tons of free content or reasonably priced, uh, which is also, you know, at this point in time in history, gives everyone an opportunity. And whether that's how to write a resume to a tech company or how to learn to program, you can find anything online. And when it comes to the well-being industry, the demand is really increasing. The whole well-being sector is actually already larger than the pharmaceutical industry. I think that's a oh, quite important okay. fact. And um, so, and I think that, you know, I come across a lot of practitioners and, and, and experts will always be in demand. And I just mentioned it. Recently, I, I had a somatic bodywork session with a lady, and it was quite extraordinary. Um, the, the reason is that she's just wor she's worked with thousands of people, and it's almost like a hand communicate with the body. It's just because she has so much experience that she works in a very intuitive, really, really powerful way. And I think when you're at that level and you get real expertise and experience in one area, you can charge more, and you'll have word of mouth, and you'll be fulfilled. And I'm mentioning this because, like, success isn't owning a yacht you know success is living well and loving what you do and, and feeling a great sense of, of purpose and so you know tech and well-being can be everything from <laughs> from a programmer to a well-being practitioner living on an island so there's there's a real width and and lots of opportunities okay it sounds absolutely amazing thank you once again for taking the time to tell us more about sensate anna Thank you. It's been an absolute joy and it's it's great to have people that are interested in the field and love your podcast. So thank you so much. All right. Thank you. And then thank you to listeners for listening. If they want to find out about this incredible well-being innovation, where should they go? Yes. So we have our website, which is uh, getsensate.com. That's um, uh, get, so G-E-T-S-E-N sate.com and right now you can actually buy a sensate discounted on indiegogo so that's um, indiegogo.com and then you just search for sensate so that's s-e-n-s-a-t-e great and then they can also find you on social media of course if they on um, yes exactly uh, um, on twitter uh, instagram linkedin oh. we are biosoft technology but otherwise there is the sensate yes, yes. okay 
If you enjoyed this narrative journey, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Do leave us a rating and review on Apple, as we love to hear your feedback. We also have an app. Search for Regeneration Studio in the App Store or Google Play, and you'll find us. If you know of anyone who might benefit from listening to this podcast, someone who is perhaps overwhelmed, overstressed, and experiencing a lot of anxiety, please share it with them now and spread the word on the best and most extraordinary stories of innovation and community transformation. Join me next time for more narrative journeys into creative business ideas.